0: This is a Suno India production and you are listening to Beyond Charmina.
1: For this episode, we are going to actually discuss... Uh, what I feel is one of Hyderabad, the lesser known uh, historical sites in the sense that uh, the Maulali Hill is what I'm going to talk about today and the Maulali Hill is something that a lot of us know about as a recreational place, as a place to you know go climb, uh, when we like a small trek kind of thing early in the morning. Uh, it's not necessarily something that a lot of us often recognized as some uh, something of huge historical value some, it's it's it, 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 that was the case with me also for the longest time because i live in sekandraabad i live in, i live very close to gandhi hospital and that's not too far from maulali maybe about uh 8 uh, 9 km from wahan so yeah that's that's about it but so the reason why uh, i want to talk about maulali this for this in this episode is because Of what is happening there currently. So the Molali Hill, for those of you who don't know, is something that comes under the state Waqf board. The Waqf authority is basically a government body that essentially looks after Muslim properties, Muslim places of worship and other other such properties. It's like a custodian of Muslim properties, basically. So first, I'll give give a bit of the basics for you guys. The... Maulali Hill is something that actually goes back to before the found, before Hyderabad itself was founded in 1591. She, uh, and she, just for those of you who don't know and for those of you who are hearing uh, or listening to Beyond Charmina for the first time, uh, Hyderabad was founded in 1591 by Mohammed Kulikutb Shah, the fourth king of, or, okay fourth or fifth, I am not going to get into that argument. But uh, the fourth king is what I'll stick to, fourth king of the shahi dynasty or the Golconda dynasty. Before Hyderabad was built, the first three kings of the shahi dynasty ruled from the Golconda fort. Uh, the fort as we know it, the what we go to as tourists to the fort uh, when we visit is not actually the entire fort, but that is only the inner palace area. The actual fort is about seven or six and a half, seven kilometers in circumference and uh, the outer walls of it, of the fort and it has 8 gates and 87 bastions, most of it are still there uh, but the inner structures have all disappeared. So, <coughs> the Maulali's hill uh, is a historical monument that actually goes back to the time of Sultan Ibrahim Qutub Shah. Ibrahim Qutub Shah was the father of Hyderabad's founder. Okay, for those of you again who don't know, the Shahi is the first Sultan Kuli, the founding king of the Kutupshahi Shahi or Golconda dynasty uh, was a man who came from Hamadan in Iran. Uh, he came from Hamadan and he went to Bidar to work uh, under the Bahamani kingdom. Bahamani kingdom was another kingdom which encompassed about uh, parts of Karnataka, Telangana and Maharashtra. Uh, it existed from 1347 to 1518. Uh, the Bahmani Kingdom was basically born out of uh, dissent uh, against uh, Muhammad bin Tughlaq, who was one of the kings of the Delhi dynasties. I won't go into all that, but what you need to know is that uh, the Bahmani Kingdom uh, Sultan Kuli had come to work at the Bahmani Kingdom, and uh, slowly, slowly, he began to grow. And from a, I mean, he he basically began to grow and social uh, socially, and also sorry, not, not sorry, he he basically began to grow, and eventually became. A, a governor, and he was given charge of the Golconda uh, of, the, of the Golconda territory. Okay, so see so when I say Golconda, it's in the, the Kutub, under the Kutub Shahi or the Golconda kingdom specifically, uh, it it come it had the entire areas of uh, most of the areas of Telangana, Andhra, and Sima but under the Bahamani, the borders were very fluid. It 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 didn't have the entire Telugu-speaking areas under it. Okay. Sultan Kuli basically was one of the four governors of the Bahmani Empire, uh, the other being the Adil Shahis of Bijapur, Imad Shahis of Berar and the Nizam Shahis of uh, Ahmednagar. So basically what happens is when the Bahmani Empire Kingdom started getting weak, as in when the king, see it is something that you will find all, across, all throughout history, uh, kingdoms eventually gradually begin to decline uh, when the kings start to get weak or when there are internal issues and slowly, slowly you will have people who start declaring their independence, same thing happened here, the governors basically started declaring their independence, I think from around 14 1518, the last Bahmani Empire king dies and that is the year when Sultan Kuli basically declares himself as an independent king, we have evidence of that in the outside the Golconda fort. So that is the foundation of the Golconda kingdom, the word Golconda comes from the two words gollakonda in Telugu which means shepherd's hill, after Sultan Kuli, so Sultan Kuli was uh, murdered or assassinated by a man who was hired by the second king. The second king happened to be one of his sons named Jamshed. Jamshed's youngest brother was Ibrahim who becomes the third king after Jamshed dies in the year 1550. So Ibrahim Qutub rules for about 30 years. So it was during his time and so just FYI, uh, India has a very deep and rich African history as well. Africans who, who came here and who went on to do great things and that is also uh, part of what we are going to talk about today. So during Sultan Ibrahim Qutb Shah's time, the uh, story of Maulali actually goes back to the to an to an African eunuch, or actually, I, I'm sorry, the right word to uh, I'm so I'm used to reading this word uh, time and again in historical or in history books, which is why I used it. But the right word would be a transgender. Their name was uh, Malik Yakut. So today, I'm not the only one who's going to talk about uh, Maulali. So apart from the historical value of Molali, we also the reason why we are doing this today is because there is currently uh, the, the state government so the work board is basically carving out a path for vehicles to go up the hill there was earlier already uh, a pathway that was built over one of the huge rocks i'm not exactly competent to talk about what happens when you you know when you drill holes or, or build pathways on rocks, because these are natural uh, formations that exist that have existed from God knows how many years, but there are certain concerns about what is happening on Maulali, so I thought we'll mix up that along with the history because we've never talked about Maulali till late. So yeah, today I have with me my friend uh, <coughs> Sibgatullah who runs the page Deccan Argive as some of you may, I'm sure some of you know about it and follow Deccan Argive on Instagram, please do if you don't. Uh, The Deccan archive is done by Sibgath and a couple of his friends. So I have Sibgath with me and uh, I would actually like Sibgath to explain what, so Maulali, so one small thing about Maulali just like a lot of other places in Hyderabad is that it is also uh, linked to a story, unfortunately or fortunately in Hyderabad uh, we don't have facts for every single thing but there are a lot of stories associated with things. This is one of those things. So we'll never know. We'll just have to believe in the story. So yeah, Sibgat, Shug- uh, thank you for joining us. Please tell us uh, what the story of Maulali Hill is. So by the way, both Sibgat and I conduct Heritage Walks. So we plan to resume our walk slowly now that the lockdown is gone. Feel free to reach out to him on the Rekina Archive as well. But, and here, Sibgat, from Samjali.
0: Thank you so much, Yunus Bhai, for having me. The story of Maulali goes back to... The year 1578 uh, in popular journals and historical books, they say that uh, Malik Yaqut, we talked about, uh, was living in in area called Lalaguda. <clears throat> now, in the uh, in the Khutubshay era, before Hyderabad, there were a lot of small villages scattered all around. And Lala Guda, the present day, Lala Guda was also one such village where Malik Yakut was residing. So it is said that on the night of 17th of Rajab, the Islamic month of Rajab, is when Malik Yakut had a dream. So that night is also the birth anniversary of Imam Ali, uh, the grandson of Prophet Muhammad.
1: Uh, before uh, we actually... Get into the details. I, I this is something which when I, I completely skipped. Uh, we should also explain to them uh, who Shia, what Shia Muslims are, so that there was some clarity about why is Imam ali is important in this story.
0: So uh, the Khutb Shahis were uh, from Iran. So like I, I, Iran follows a, a school of Islam that uh, that is the Shia Islam who follow uh, Imam Ali, who was the grandson, uh, son-in-law of Prophet Muhammad and Shia Muslims revere him and his, the progeny of uh, Imam Ali. So, Khutub Shais being Shias, they, like, uh, Shia Islam was the state religion in Golconda and that is the reason we find so many Ashur Khanas uh, all across and w- the importance of Muharram that still continues to impact the city every year whenever it comes. So that is about uh, Shi'ism and uh, Khutub and Hyderabad. So coming back to the story, uh, Malik Yakut had a dream that, you know, on uh, 17th of Rajab in the in the Gregorian year of 1578, this is almost uh, 18 years before you know, Hyderabad was formed. He had a dream that uh, on the rock, on the sheet rock uh, of the hill that is presently known as Maula Ali, Malik Yakut uh, dreamt that uh, Imam Ali was, sitting on a rock. So in his dream, Malik Yahut actually climbs the rock and he stands in front of uh, Imam Ali and there is uh, no conversation between both of them. There's just uh, a very uh, humble, like uh, Malik Yahut says that he just looked at him, looked at mm-hmm. Imam Ali and then that is where the dream ends. And next day uh, when Malik Yakut actually went to the hill, he could see the print of uh, Imam Ali sitting on the very sheet rock. So uh, that exact place, uh, he found the print of him sitting. So Malik uh, Yakut started the construction of a small shrine to honor that dream and eventually the word spread around because you know, uh, this was a huge story for them uh, in that time. So. Eventually, uh, a small stone shrine was built. It was not as much as a uh, big deal as it is right now. But eventually, the news, uh, the fact, uh, reached Ibrahim Khutubsha who was staying in Golconda back then. So Ibrahim Khutubsha travelled to this place, and he made a grand mosque. On if you if you see the Mallahli Hill right now, there are two stages. So like you take a flight of stairs first, and then from there there is a sec uh, there is a small uh, relaxation in this ascent of the hill and then from there you have a second uh, flight of stairs that take you to the top uh, level. So you can still find uh, like on the first uh, platform of the Malali hill, a mosque that is made by Ibrahim Khuli. So Ibrahim Khuli went there and he made a small shrine, not a small shrine but uh, like uh, the shrine was uh, improved from what Malik Khud had made and eventually it got huge uh, recognizance across all. So, uh, the topmost part of Molali Shrine is built, is a Khutub structure and then the mosque on the first floor, Ibrahim Khuli's mosque is also of the same period. Now we also find a lot of Khutub uh, era graves on the uh, burials uh, around, uh, on the hill. So one of them belongs to... Uh, Ibrahim Khutubshah's son, which is now uh, misplaced or lost. Only the sarcophagus remains, but the actual uh, grave is non-existent. So uh, that is uh, the history in the uh, Khutubshah period. And after that, we uh, there is a gap in uh, things about Molali until the Asaf Jahis come again. So early, very early Asaf Jahis.
1: The reason why we are also talking about this today is to make you all understand that Maulali is not something that is just a natural place that people go to for trekking and also because it's not a dargah. So from Sibga's story, what we need to also understand is that Maulali is not actually a dargah. It, it is technically an Ashur Khana. Shrine. Te- it's a shrine. Technically speaking, it it's is.
0: A, it's a relic. It's the relic um, that, you know, they built a shrine. So, when you actually climb to the very top and you go to the holy shrine, they let you in. You can actually see the palm print of Imam Ali to this day. So, you can actually go and see it.
1: So, a lot of people who go there are actually non-Muslims because if you go up once, you also realize that people go there and they take locks, small, small locks and they make a they make a wish. So, So if their wish is granted, they come unlock it and then, then they take it away. So, that is something that is how that happens here regularly, and uh, so it's an it's an old place. So basically, Maulali is a structure that goes back to before Hyderabad was built. See, just for your understanding, there are other things also that exist in the city which are older than Hyderabad. Golconda Fort itself is a testament to something that Hyderabad is a five hundred. Hyderabad, if you look at it, it technically speaking, is actually nothing but an extension or a glorious extension of the Golconda Fort, as I sometimes call it in joke, in jest. Uh, but the, we have to also understand that there are parts of the city that are beyond that were, that were existed before Hyderabad was built itself. Maulali is one of them, the, the Hussain Sagar lake named after Hussain Shah Wali, Hussain Shah Wali's is at Manikonda or Darga road near, near the Golgonda fort. So like that Hussain Sagar is also there and you have Maulali also, Puranapul, the Puranapul bridge also. So Maulali is basically a structure that goes back to over. 450 years old at least, right? And it is in that essence that the shrine has existed from since over four centuries. The whole point of Maulali, that Maulali's existence, is to be a shrine. Okay, and just for those of you who, who are not aware of the Sunni Shia difference, the more processions that we see every year, uh, the Muharram is not a day, but it is the actual. It is actually the first Islamic calendar month, and uh, Imam Ali, the the Imam one of Imam Ali, the Prophet Muhammad's cousin and son-in-law, one of Imam Ali's sons named Imam Hussein was basically killed in the battle of Karbala, which was nothing but uh, an internal struggle for uh, the Islamic Caliphate or it was nothing but a, it was a, it was a political difference that existed after the death of the prophet muhammad so I, I, one of his grandsons was basically killed by the islamic caliphate in that struggle that's as simple as i can put it for especially for non muslims so that you know you, without going into much detail about what happened the reason why imam why shia muslims observe the death so shia muslims are nothing but followers of imam ali which is why they observe the death of imam hussein every year his death had taken place on the 10th day of muharram uh, the 10th day of Muharram is called Ashura, which is why Shia Muslims also built something called Ashur Khana, where they observe Muharram, in Telangana, Andhra, this is very very unique and significant because during the Kutukshay period, they actually hired a lot of Hindus to take care of local Ashur Khanas, which is why during the month of Muharram, you will find uh, Telangana mein and Andhra mein people observing something called Pirla Pandaga, Pirla Pandaga is nothing but Shia, sorry, uh, non-Muslims observing, uh, Muharram along with Shia Muslims. This is this is something that is very unique to to the Deccan, because I know this for a fact that it happens because my house. There are a couple of there is uh, there is that. What uh, is it? Mushirabad. ki Masjid ana, that the the Jama masjid The, the Mushirabad Mosque is also a Kutub Shai era mosque. There is a Ashurthana close to it, which is being run by about 10 or tenth by tenth or eleventh generation of uh, of a God family. So you will find this very commonly in Telangana and Andhra. Parts of Telangana and Andhra, not everywhere. So here is also where Maulali comes into the picture. Maulali during Muharram is also uh, a very a main focal place where people go uh, because it is it has a connection to Imam Ali in this in that sense. It is also a main uh, a pilgrimage main, uh, it, it, one of the important sites for observing Muharram for Shia Muslim. That is why it's very important. Uh, it is religiously also important, it is historically also important. Now coming to the second part of this, Uh, the Nizams. So after the Golconda kingdom basically got done or it was vanquished in 1687 after an eight month long battle with the Mughals led by Aurangzeb. After that the Golconda empire was merged with the rest of the Deccan states and basically from lower Maharashtra on till almost part half of Madras or Tamil Nadu Uh, and most parts of Karnataka, the entire Deccan area, including Andhra, Telangana, Rayal Sima, some parts of Odisha, all of it came under one governor. From 1687 to 1724, there were different governors. 1724, the first Nizam. So the Nizams were nothing but high ranking Mughal officials. And the first Nizam basically uh, realizes that after Aurangzeb's death, the Delhi Sultanate, the Mughals are declining. So he comes to Aurangabad, kills the existing governor and takes over as a Nizam. So, during the Nizam, so that's when the Nizam history begins. Uh, It is during the second Nizam's time when the capital of the Nizam territory shifted from Aurangabad to Hyderabad. So, Hyderabad, which was destroyed in 1687, starts to get eventually rebuilt. But that's not what we are here to talk about. So, Sivgat will maybe be able to explain what happened or why Maul Ali was significant even during the Nizam's time, which I think has a lot to do also with uh, Mahalakabai Chanda, so he, we also want to talk about Mahalakabai Chanda who was a courtesan and poet and a very powerful woman, which is very unusual under the Nizams because the Nizams, because the Nizam period which from 1724 to 1948 was, I would say a lot more uh, patriarchal than as against the Qutub Shai period, the Qutub Shais in general were a lot more liberal in, I guess comparatively. So yeah, Sivgat please take this from you. The
0: spotlight comes back to Maul again in the era of Sikandaja, third Nizam. So around 1805, so this happens. They start building, uh, you know, rebuilding basically Maul Because the last time it was uh, built that much was during Ibrahim's time. We don't know a lot of what happened during Abul Hassan or Abdullah Khutab Shah's time uh, to Maulali. So uh, then Golgonda is sacked and Hyderabad is ruined and then the... Eventually, in 1724, uh, the Asaf Jahis come, and in, in 1769, I guess uh, they come back to Hyderabad. Then they like, change the uh, capital back to Hyderabad to you know protect themselves from the Maratha invasions. So now in like Sikandar court, there are a lot of members from the Sikandar court, who like uh, Raja Rao Ramba, his prime minister Ruknuddin Dalla, his successive prime minister Amir Alam, and the the lady in question who is mahalakha chanda all of these were patrons of uh, the molali shrine so it is interesting that all of these people oh i forgot to mention khushal khan who is the who is the grandson of Tansin. Tansin who is one of the uh, nine uh, nine jewels of akbar's court so mahalakha chanda uh, and Rukn- rukno the prime minister and uh, khushal khan uh, raja rao Ramba, all of these were like uh, very like, close friends of with each other even sikandarja so all of these uh, noblemen were very uh, were patrons to the Molali shrine and uh, they had, they built a lot of structures on the hill so on on the first level uh, you can find uh, rao Ramba's baradari and then eventually there is a, the Khushal Khan's command That was the original entrance just behind Mahalakha's uh, tomb. So you can see all of these structures are very uh, like, just at the foothill in the shadow of the hill, basically. And uh Dala's tomb is uh, right at the entrance of, uh, right where you start the ascent of the hill at Moolali. So And then
1: uh, there uh,
0: Mahalakha Chanda wrote a lot of poems and uh, Raja Rao Rambas Devdi, we have Raja Rao Rambas Devdi, Khushal Khan's Kaman, and uh, uh, Ruknud uh, Dala donated a lot of things. So this happens and Malali again becomes a, you know, a cultural hub. So like a melting pot of culture from all around. So we have uh, eventually, uh, I forgot to mention this that on the way from uh, present day Lala Gora, just as you descend the flyover, on the left side you can f- uh, find a very small fortified wall. So that enclosure was fort, a small productive fort uh, for the Khutub Shahis to stay where, whenever they travel to Maulali. So the Khutub Shahis would travel from like from Hyderabad to Maulali every year during the like uh, 17th of Rajab for the annual pilgrimage and on Muharram as well. So they would uh, go via. Hussein Sagar or the Amarpet road via Uppal. So all of these are originally Khutubshahi uh, era settlements. So no that is why you can find Khutubshahi mosque all around it. So the, you, uh, you can still find a lot of Khutubshahi era structures built for the purpose of them visiting to Mawla Ali. and uh, you can find sarais by Mahalakha Chanda for, built for the built for sarai. Sarai is basically what they call as a musafir khana or you know a, tra- a rest house, a free rest house for travelers where you can uh, rest and uh, water your camels or horses or anything and stay the night and then continue continue your journey next year. So you can it's basically a free lodge in like in service for the realms. So a sarai. Uh, Mahalakha Chandra's tomb is basically a Sarai in which the tomb later came up in the center. And uh, then just behind that you have the Eidgah built by Ruknud Dala and the Ruknud Dala's tomb and all of that is just one basically a very essential part of it. And then um, the Maulali Kaman that we see now was built around uh, during Mehbub Ali Khan's time I guess. And the steps that we presently uh, ascend were not the original entry point to the Malali Hill. So it was built during Usman Ali Khan's time when he took over in 1911. So this it was his initiative to build staircase to the top of the shrine uh, using Shahabad stone. So before that there was no proper staircase uh, to like climb. Uh, eventually uh, now what we see is uh, in I think uh, 2000. Fifteen or something. There was a ramp built to the first access, the first level of the hill, uh, and vehicular ramp, not just a like a wheelchair ramp.
1: 2015, uh, 2015 I think. Uh, in the uh, previous decade, पंद्रह persons बनाया है 4-5 I remember, I uh, remember a couple of years ago when I had gone, when I conducted a walk. Hmm. Uh, that time somebody so, so okay for those of you who have not been or who have been when you generally go to the Maulali from Secunderabad side, you have to take a tiny gully and then go straight. Then towards the end you have to park the car near some houses or vehicles and then you can go up. You have to walk up like it's a, it's a long walk about 400 steps I guess. That's why, right, huh? So instead of that, you when you come to the gully of Maulali, you will see a board that says uh, steps way and uh, car the car way or something. The carway is on the right hand side, like the it's a fork road. Right side, se thoda pura, thoda ek, maybe 200 meters. Ja ke dekhe, so left side, pe you will find uh, another road that goes up directly, which takes you halfway to the hill. So hmm. it's like a huge cut in terms of what you have to climb. So yeah, hmm. I saw that. Um, so I think it is fine for now. They have they seemed, I don't think they have dug a lot, but then right now I did go there again and I saw that. There's like a massive digging happening in the rock. So yeah, what do you think of that? So... uh, Also, Sibgat, the reason why I also called Sibgat is because he is into conservation architecture and he's constantly doing projects also in the city. So I think, of course, there are a lot of others. I'm pretty, if you go back to the podcast, you will see that we have invited and we've we've spoken to other people also who are uh, uh, experts. But I see Sivgat as somebody uh, with deeper knowledge of Hyderabad in general because both of us share similar interests and we do similar work. So he definitely knows what he's talking about here. Uh, yeah, Sivgat, please tell about what
0: So, geographically speaking, Maulali, uh, the rock that is Maulali is actually, if you stand on top of that ridge, you will uh, on the top of the rock, you'll see a ridge. That is continuing till the Bhongir Fort. So Bhongir Fort is actually the, uh, said to be the second largest sheet, you know, single sheet rock in uh, the in Asia. I guess so. This is also of the same uh, chain, uh, same bridge. So this uh, this is uh, very uh, important geographically. The ram that is being dug right now is directly being drilled into the sheet rock. So it is just a single megalithic rock at, at a lot of instances. So when you dig in the megalithic rock, when you cut it up, you are uh, passing a lot of vibrations to the structures that are already like on top. So the entire hill is shaking when you use uh, heavy machinery on it. And that shaking does not go very well with structures that are already considered very dilapidated. So that is a uh, like, huge concern. And there are like two... Uh, there is a second thought about this. seeing. Uh, they say that it is to improve the experience of uh, the pilgrims that come to the site is what Trust has been saying, the, who is responsible for the construction of the ramp. So I personally feel that, you know, uh, the entire experience of Molali is because you actually climb on top of it. You, you know, you like the uh, the, ex, uh, the experiences. Uh, experience comes because of how it, you have to climb the the handed stairs, and then when you actually get on top, you feel that you know the climb was worth the view and like the calm that it gives you. So having a ramp all across, like a sneak uh, that you know, and uh, engulfs the rock all across. The sad thing is, uh, when it reaches on top, the new proposed ramp, it will need to have a parking, and, a, and they plan on having. A small commercial establishment, also I suppose, or some seating areas. Uh, I don't know what for. God knows. But the sad thing is, uh, they are cutting through uh, chhatris that were built uh, by the Asavjahis Jahis, blocking you know view uh, from it. So they like it is very insensitive to. Uh, history, I'd say, and then very insensitive to the structure as well, which has been uh, re- re- restored currently. But uh, the digging that is be- uh, being carried out, uh, I don't know how long it could survive the vibrations, continuous vibrations of digging and uh, uh, like the con- heavy construction going on.
1: Yeah, so that's about it. In fact, uh, <clears throat> this is something that I guess a couple of my local, uh, sorry, not couple of local activists who are also my friends have uh, flagged, uh, so yeah, see generally speaking if you look at any kind of work that has happened on heritage sites uh, and I think we can give more than a few examples, you will find cement that is used, I mean if you look at Osmania hospital, so the next episode will definitely be on Osmania hospital because of uh, the what is happening, what might happen in with regard to its de- demolition. Uh, I mean if you look at uh, how these structures have been kept or developed, you will find that uh, the cement has been used in a lot of places, even, see the thing is the right way to make any kind of change is to use older materials like limestone mortar, which is what the original, uh, which is what most of the, whether it is a room or whether it is an an archway or whether it is a grave. All of it would have been built by limestone. Limestone is something that can last forever for as long as you take care of it. For it. I mean, the best example I can give you is of the Kutub Shahi tombs. Uh, it's also being restored right now. That again, different thing. Not going into it for detail, but I can I go. I hope you get an idea. So what this means is that there's a very serious uh, danger with regard to how what is happening at Maulali and uh, there are concerns. Maulali is a very important place for Hyderabad, not necessarily only for religion, but also as a historical site. And I'm sure even the Shia community values what they have. Like, In fact, Hyderabad's oldest monuments are all mostly Shia because the Qutub Shais were Shia. And uh, many. I know many of them who actually want to conserve and preserve uh, their, their heritage sites. And same with Maulali also, there is no reason for us to not 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 be concerned here like all of us have to I, I think I don't know what the solution is with regard to kya kar sakte isku, but uh, this is what this episode is about I, I thought we should at least raise some awareness here with regard to more Maulali stands for, I think Sivgat also has a couple of things to add
0: uh, One particular thing that I missed is um,
1: Maulali's history or uh, the shrine's history
0: goes back to Khutab Shahi period but the history of the area is very very old goes back to around 4000 years where you know like burial grounds have been found megalithic burial grounds have been found around uh, Molali hill and they were actually uh, notified by the asi as a cultural heritage spot but eventually they disappeared you know people built houses over the burial site so it is like prehistoric uh, the area so the geographical heritage is also something and just across uh, the Molari hill. So like just south southwest of molari hill is also another hill that uh, we now call Khadmi Rasool. So uh, one interesting fact is that uh, the, people, the original name uh, that has been written in records of that as uh, of that hill is it is also the fort of Arjuna at one point. So the wall that you see uh, on the hill of like the Khadmi Mubarak hill uh, is apparently the remains of a very very prehistoric fort uh, known as the Fort of Arjuna. Um, we don't know much about that, but that how that is how old the history goes. And then, <clears throat> uh, like recently, not very recently, in March uh, we had a small walk at uh, on Women's Day uh, at Mahalakha's Tomb, and we were standing under the to, uh, under the uh, arch in the Nakhchivanayurt. is something it's an you know an arched gateway which has uh, chambers for kettle drums to be, be uh, like that are beaten uh, whenever dignitaries come or whenever there is sunset or, or sunset or sunrise or any special occasion. So it is just a kettle drum house which is which was very uh, typical in Khotapshai period and then eventually uh, the Asaf Jahi also adopted it. So Khushal Khan's gateway and Nakhchivan, we were standing under it excellent acoustics and everything and their question was raised by uh, like people attending the uh, the walk thing Uh, behind us was the original pathway on top of uh, to the top of the Molali hill which was nothing but you know uh, an unpaved complete a single sheet rock so that is the paved uh, that is the unpaved uh, path that the Khutub Shahis uh, walked and Mm -hmm. like the 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 Nizam walked on like the the People until uh, like Usman Ali Khan's time used to uh, walk directly on the sheetrock, many of them barefoot. So, uh, people uh, like it was uh, the, the thing the idea that was raised was uh, you know, it is undoing that memory of the, you know, the physical exhaustion and everything that one goes. The mental experience of Malali would be changed when people can just drive up to the very top in comfort and park over there and like you know, parking also requires a lot of space. So you are just basically uh, demolishing or cutting up a lot of rock at the very top which is uh, not only secret religiously but uh, should be sacred to any Hyderabadi who values Hyderabad.
1: Yeah, that's about it. Um, I hope this was helpful for all of you. If you have not gone to Mahalali, please definitely visit. Most welcome to come with us during our walks. Uh, it's also something that you can do on your own. You don't need us also. If you can climb. See, I, one thing is I would like to mention is that I understand that a lot of elderly people who want to go up generally find it very difficult. And uh, I guess it is also a matter of convenience for them to be able to take their car up till the strand uh, and to go there. But I guess there we need to find a better solution than to just simply blast through historical rocks co- which might cause more harm than uh, uh, anything else because you can, of course, you, like I said, the argument always is there that convenience and this and that, but then it can't come at the cost of our heritage, I guess. This is the same argument that a lot of people put to Osmania Hospital also uh, saying that Mura building is old, we need more, we ne- it was built as a hospital for people. So the old building should go. That's not the point. The point is, we hospital is needed. New building is needed. We need better facilities for the doctor. That Swanya so hospital building is not meant to treat patients of the twenty-first century anymore. It is something that is a reminder of our, of our of our of our of our rich heritage. It it has to be there for that. It doesn't have to be there to serve as a hospital now. Uh, come to that, I'll come to that the next uh, episode. But yeah, I hope this is very hel- I, I hope this was helpful for all of you. Thank you all for listening. Uh, if you also want to learn about the basics of Hyderabad, you should definitely check out season one. There are a lot of episodes, which I think all of you will find very interesting. And we should also uh, go through the other uh, shows that we have on Sono India. It's a fantastic podcast platform. So yeah, thank you all. Until next time. <laughs>
0: Thank you for listening to this episode of Beyond Charnar. You can listen to more episodes on our website sunoindia.in or on any other podcast app of your choice.